Welcome to Nature Centered, a podcast from Wild Birds Unlimited about feeding the birds and enjoying nature right in your own backyard. Here are your hosts, naturalist John Schaust and Brian Cunningham. Hi everyone, I'm John Schaust. And I'm Brian Cunningham. And welcome to episode 16 of our Nature Centered podcast. Something a little different today. We're going to take a look at how bird feeding can really help get through times of stress and pressure and turmoil in your life. It really will bring a lot of joy and a lot of peace. And we're going to tell and share some stories from some of our customers who have actually seen that happen. Yeah, some of these stories, it's just the simple act of feeding the birds and how it's touched people's lives in profound ways like generating joy, providing purpose, nurturing nature in the next generation, evoking escape, or, or even, I like this one, maintaining a marriage. Um, so maybe some of these stories will really connect with you and be very much like your own or inspire you in other ways. So stick around for some of these inspiring and heartwarming customer stories that we have for you today. Explain to me how two science guys get a podcast about heartwarming story and the emotional connection to bird feeding. I mean, what are we thinking here, dude? We're we're the fact guys. Just the facts, man. Just the facts. I don't know. Where did this come from? But I don't know. Maybe someone thinks that we have a heart and uh, maybe that'll show today, right? Well, we're going to find out, I guess, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. We have found something so remarkable during the course of this pandemic that it really has brought home how cool this hobby can be and what it can do for people from an emotional point of view. Definitely. So many stories from customers uh, about how they have been stuck at home and, you know, the, the fact that they started feeding birds or they upped their, their game at their bird feeders in their backyard and the fact that they were actually able to watch those bird feeders over and over again all day long. It has just given them an avenue of escape. It has brought them away from all the daily issues and stress and problems and chaos and really given them something that they probably had not found before. And and we're seeing huge numbers of people coming into our stores or ordering online or doing curbside pickup in regards to getting into this hobby. We felt like that that was a really kind of an important thing that we've, uh, I won't say stumbled on, we've known it had that power all along. Right. We, we've known that, but it's just something about uh, with everyone being home, this pandemic, it's really amplified. And it's been wonderful to see uh, all of these people who are finding, we love this hobby, yeah. but yeah. to hear some of these stories that people are bringing to the stores, people are sharing with us is just so much fun and so inspiring. You know, and it's something I've talked about, honestly, for years, because uh, and, and I had an experience with my own father years before I ever went to work for Wild Birds Unlimited. You know, I was working as a, a naturalist in a park, and my dad had retired, and one of the first things we did is set him up with some bird feeders. You know, he's a good old farm boy from Minnesota, uh, but had been in the military and a businessman the rest of his life, and he'd gotten way away from nature, and so we got him some bird feeders. You know, for the, almost the next 20 years, those bird feeders became a focus of many of our visits and, and, and in a way, our relationship. It was so much fun to watch my dad get into this. It was so much fun. My dad was probably a frustrated engineer and he was constantly messing with the feeders I gave him or he was trying to make his own and that type of thing. So it gave him something, kind of a focus. And, and then in his latter 
couple of years, he wasn't very mobile. He was pretty much, uh, you know, confined to sitting uh, in the, on the couch, if you will, and looking out. We moved the feeders out in front of his big picture window. And I cannot tell you uh, some of the most engaging visits with my father were as we watched those feeders and we talked about those birds and, and see the little glint. My dad had a sparkle. He had a sparkle in his eye, and it had kind of faded over the years. And to see that sparkle show up, you know, when we talked about those birds and, and the bird feeding and I'd bring them little new feeders and things, uh, you know, that's just an example long before, long before I ever went to work for Wild Birds Unlimited that I first experienced what joy, what joy and, and emotional strength, if you will, this hobby can bring to people. It's stories like that, how the simple act of bird feeding really can be a blessing to someone's life. And everyone's got a story. I was just telling my daughter that recently and the importance of that. And sometimes it's, it's great to just stop and, and remember and to ask someone, you know, what's your story or what's your story about birds or bird feeding? I agree. I agree. You know, we were, <laughs> we were talking with our producer, Evan, earlier, and, and we were talking about the fact that, you know, again, this is not something new. Uh, there are studies out there over and over again that show, you know, backyard bird feeding and, and nature and, and bird watching in general have a lot of emotional support uh, value. You know, they really reduce stress and bring well-being, feelings of well-being and all kinds of different things. And there's a lot of studies that back that up. But we kind of wanted to show it from a personal side. And, and one of the things, you know, in, in having over 350 stores across North America, we hear these stories all the time. And one of the common threads that we hear quite often is a lot of our stores, very quietly, uh, pretty much just because it's the right thing they feel to do, support their local hospice hospitals. And they do it by putting bird feeders outside the window of each of the hospice rooms in these hospice hospitals. And you talk about, again, just that being able to look out that window. Here you're in one of the most stressful uh, emotionally wrought times of your life. And just to be able to watch that cheery little chickadee bouncing in and out at that, at that feeder, it is just an immediate change. It just immediate, it takes you, it may only be for a few seconds, but it's there and it breaks that tension. Yes. And uh, in Indiana, one of the stores, they had a customer, longtime customer, well-loved and well-known by the staff. And he had, he's recently been moved into an assisted living facility. And his daughter wanted to help bring him some joy. And knowing one of his favorite stores, she went to that local Wild Birds Unlimited and she purchased like five different complete bird feeding setups. Uh, when I heard that, I was like, wow, she went and she bought five <laughs> complete setups. She was very serious about this. She wasn't was very she? serious. But then, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. But that wasn't the point because what she was doing was she wasn't just buying a bird feeding station for him. Now, living in this facility, she was buying it for others as well. And so she hired the staff to come out with, you know, through their feederscaping service to install all the bird feeding stations. So they went to the facility, expertly set everything up outside of the facility to maximize the number of residents there to be able to see out of their windows to see the bird feeding stations. So really awesome that they're, she's doing this to help a lot of people and you know, the residents there, it's an assisted living facility. They can't leave. And this year they have had limited to no visitation options because of COVID. And 
now that the bird feeders are there, the birds are active and the stories keep coming back to the store about how the residents uh, have just been overjoyed. It gives them some some purpose. It's something for them to look forward to each day. And they've even since started buying ear corn because now there are squirrels and deer <laughs> that they're starting to attract. So, I mean, how cool is that yeah. to be able to bring yeah. that joy and peace and, and something different and new? Yeah. That someone who especially is, you probably don't have a lot of movement. And I have a, a cousin who's in a facility like that. And I know what that living can be like and the joy that being able to bring nature into view for them, just fabulous. Yeah. You know, we talk about it, Brian, and I think everybody on our staff really understands that this is a gift. You know, this is a gift that we can help give to people uh, through our customers and, and through our products and things. And so it, it's, it's a very, we value that so much and we understand that so much and, and uh, it means a lot to us. And you know, you mentioned the feederscaping, and, and I just want to back up for a second. Feederscaping is a program. It's not in all of our stores, but it's, a, it's in a number of our stores where it's a service uh, where, you know, if you want to have your backyard set up with bird feeders or maybe a bird bath or a, a nesting box, uh, the staff from the store will come out, evaluate your yard, and give you the best recommendations on what foods and what feeders and what kind of uh, hanging systems and, and all that type of thing. And when we were developing that program, you may, you sparked my memory because when we were developing this, the very first person we thought, well, okay, we'll work with our local store here in Indianapolis and, and have them give us a list of customers that we can maybe, you know, say, Hey, would you like a feederscaping, you know? And then, so make a long story short, one of their, their better customers in the summer, they take care of their granddaughter one or two days a week. And he and his granddaughter sit out on their back porch for hours during the time that she's there and watch the bird feeders. She's in love with the birds. And so he was absolutely, I don't care what it takes. I want the biggest number of birds coming out and the, the biggest variety of, of, of birds because I want my granddaughter to be able to experience this because it's something so precious that we share between each other. And it's just like, oh my God, you know, break my heart here. Uh, but it was so funny because we went to do the installation, the, you know, the, the, the evaluation and kind of the installation of some feeders and things. And, and he was getting a phone call here, a phone call there. And he just, you won't believe who's here in my backyard. It's so great. You know, he was so excited that we were there to help him and, and uh, make this time with his granddaughter. It's again, it's things like this that really we hear over and over again, it just keeps us so motivated to do the best we can do. You know, my wife and I have become empty nesters recently and we knew it was coming. And so, and we have seen how, and that's kind of a downer, but it is a reality where as you get to that empty nesting stage of life, are you still connecting with one another? Um, and so we were well aware of that and we made plans to make sure we were still connecting well and, and keeping our relationship moving forward. Our, our store in Wausau, Wisconsin received this letter and I wanna read much of it verbatim just because I think that the author here really captures some amazing things and is really speaking from the heart and what he was able to experience. The rose-breasted grosbeak hopped into the clearing on a trail and was immediately noticed by everyone due to its striking coloration. Cameras clicked, binoculars were raised, and plenty of oohs and ahs were heard. 
and the leader made the announcement for everyone that was there, in case they missed the entrance, of which there were none, and gave a brief description about the bird and its call and where it nests and lives. But my wife's over-exaggerated excitement told me she was enjoying watching the birders more than the bird. Please don't get me wrong, we're not bird snobs. We've generated the same response from seeing our own very own first ever tufted titmouse. It only took us three years and our excitement was a little over the top, kind of like John and Brian sometimes <laughs> in our podcast, but, but it was just as genuine as those who are watching the rose-breasted grosbeak fly up into a tree. And I'm sure that different species <clears throat> get different responses from everyone. You know, like a bald eagle almost always inspires awe. Pileated woodpeckers attract attention due to their beauty and their size, and whooping cranes are a treat because they're so rare. What I'm pointing out is that the joy on a person's face when they finally get to see that new-to-them bird. Sometimes bird-watching also is actually people-watching. He goes on to say, But for us, it wasn't always this way. Not long ago, neither of us could have imagined spending a couple of days or even a few hours with each other. Our differences were too great. We were polar opposites in more ways than one. I could speak on specifics, dear reader, but I know you would then say, eh, that doesn't really apply to me, and maybe discount the whole story. But what I have to say, maybe it's more than just a nice story, because the truth is my issues are not as unique as I thought they were to me. Our mar you know, marriage is a kind of universal. Many of our problems stem from similar roots, and consequently, many of our solutions can look familiar from what worked for others. Birding isn't going to save your marriage. The birds do not possess magical abilities like cherubs with arrows, but spending time together will help. Changing your environment, even for a couple of hours, will help. Enjoying a hobby together will help. Planning a trip together will help. Listening to your significant other really listening and learning from each other will help. Well, after the first few awkward birding adventures, we became accustomed to each other in a completely new and different environment. My wife became fun to watch and fun to listen to again. <laughs> she was still the same woman I married, but it was my perspective that changed. I shifted my point of view, and there she was. She was always there, just like the bird, you, you can't see until you change your position. And we began to enjoy each other's company again. And it's not just while we're on the hunt for birds, although that's where the healing began. We enjoyed digging into reference books to find out, you know, when that American bittern comes back to our neck of the woods. We're refreshing on bird calls in the spring so we don't get them mixed up with those springtime frogs that are calling. Or even just that quick phone call in the middle of a workday to express to one another that joy of seeing that first red-winged blackbird of the year. These are the little moments that are now a part of our relationship. And yes, our older daughter rolls her eyes at our discoveries. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my children sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but now that they're empty nesters, all pun intended, they're looking forward to being grandparents who teach their grandkids about birds and you know, smile from ear to ear when they then go tell mom about that northern flicker or summer tanager or other little bird that they saw. Take someone you love birding. There are plenty of gatherings out there. But be open to surprises that birding has to offer and enjoy the birds and each other. Yeah, that's an amazing letter. Holy cats. That is a, you know. It, but yeah. But, but, but again, you know, it's the fact that he sat down and wrote this 
Yes, he and took sent it the to, time and, and took the time and <laughs> sent it to one of our stores. Yep. But such a such a, a depth of of feeling and understanding, mm-hmm. if you will. But you know, I think you and I, obviously, as burgers, and and you know, we're lucky. Our spouses, um, you know, my wife and I, so much of our world, especially this year. I mean, mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how the arrival of every new bird, you know, new species, migrant species, you know, you showed up in the backyard this spring. Uh, the winter arrivals of our juncos and, and uh, you know, American tree sparrows and other things that have shown up. Uh, you know, it is. It is exactly, exactly what he wrote. It's a celebration. It's a it's an event. It's something that we've got to go find, yes. you know, our spouse and say, hey, come here. Look, we got the bluebirds back at the feeder today yeah. or whatever. It, and it's those, it's experiencing it together and, and it's yeah. creating deeper relationship. Yeah. You know, whether that's with your spouse or with a friend, another family member, one of your children, grandchildren, uh, having those experiences together. So so I think, again, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Again, we we, we don't want to, uh, we often get accused of overstating, <laughs> getting a little overzealous <laughs> about this hobby and, and the impacts that it can have. But I, I honestly, I don't know where else to go with it. It's it's mm-hmm. reality. It's what yeah. happens. And you've heard, we, we just wanted to share a couple of these examples with you to kind of illustrate that point. And to, again, if, if you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably into birds and birding and maybe bird feeding already, but man, give a gift, give a gift, bring other people that you know, that you care about, uh, you know, get them started mm-hmm. in this hobby. If they have any, any interest whatsoever, and maybe even if they don't, maybe they'll surprise themselves and find something in it that they've never had before, which is really, really special. Uh, but that's what this this podcast today has been all about, really, is to help you maybe think about giving this gift of joy to you know the people you love and care about, because it really can make a difference. Definitely. You know, we normally have a kids activity yes but in keeping kind of with the theme of what we're doing today we have a kid's story indeed because so many studies are out there that show the benefits uh, especially for children the mental and the physical health and uh, well-being for children to be in nature and to experience nature to just walk outside and so this is uh, similar into that vein so our store owner in Woburn Massachusetts wrote us a letter. She was tickled to death to be able to do this. She has a young man, his name is Elias. He is eight years old and he loves birds. So he and his mom would actually make weekly trips to the Wild Birds Unlimited store. And Elias always made a special stop while they were on their trip there in the store to go check out Jim Carpenter's book, um, which we just did a bonus episode on called The Joy of Bird Feeding. And Elias always really enjoyed looking through the book and seeing the different pictures and learning about different birds. Well, his wish was to celebrate his birthday in the store. And the store owner actually acquiesced to that, thought, well, what a great idea. Why not? Let's let's make this happen. And so she really wanted to make sure that wish came true. And so they did. They hosted his birthday party at the store. And they had activities like making cupcakes for the birds, and they painted birdhouses. She even created some goodie bags for all of the kids that participated that they could take home activities as well as bird feeding activities. And during the party, Elias gave a tour, quote unquote, of the store to his friends, um, explaining the different feeders to them. And this kid is into this. You know, he's a future future employee right there. Feature advantages and benefits of the squirrel proof feeder. 
That's right. Her, her favorite moment, she said the sweetest moment is when she presented Elias with his very own. Amazingly, he hadn't bought this book yet. She presented him with his very own The Joy of Bird Feeding book, and it had been personally signed by Jim Carpenter. And she sent a photo with it. And there is Elias. This is my favorite part. He is holding that book over his head like in triumph with the biggest smile on his face. So excited. So you know what? You never know, just like we're talking about, sharing the joy of birds with children. You never know where that's going to be. And, and it doesn't have to just be children. Share that joy with other people. Excellent story. Excellent story. Yeah. All right. Well, again, folks, we'd like to, to encourage you to consider who doesn't know someone who needs more peace in their life. So, mm-hmm. you know, we encourage yes. you to consider that. And uh, we are touched by uh, the stories. Uh, hopefully you were, were touched by the stories we shared with you today, too. And, and we certainly are. And we have so many more and we just couldn't share them all. But what's more important is that people Take the time to share birds and nature with someone else, like you said, who doesn't need more peace and joy in their life. And what better way to start than to be the person that starts to share that? Yeah. And you know what? If you've got a story you'd like to share with us, just let us know. And we'd love to hear your stories because they are so moving. Yes, indeed. All right. So on behalf of us, as we always say, for all of us here at Wild Birds Unlimited, Thank you again for joining us for this episode, and please join us again next time when we're going to talk about how much fun, birds, and holiday traditions. But until that time, as always, we're going to let nature be our guide. Take care and be safe. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Nature Centered. To subscribe to this podcast, for show notes, or to connect with the Wild Birds Unlimited store nearest you, visit wbu.com slash podcast. Until we meet again, take some time to relax, enjoy the birds, get out in your backyard, and stay nature-centered. <laughs>